Good morning and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths and on behalf of the team and I, I'd love to say thank you. Glad you're here. Welcome. Um, uh, this is insane. Today is May 30th, 2021 for those listening on the podcast. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's Holy Trinity Sunday. It's our 40th drive-in service. Um, and we're counting down the days. We're going to be going back in the sanctuary 4th of July weekend on the 4th of July on Sunday. There will be an antenna running out. So if you want to listen and you still don't feel comfortable inside, uh, you can just come in the parking lot and listen to 88.3. Uh, but anybody who's willing to and wanting to, it's going to be legal. And we're going to go back inside and that's a good day coming. You know, there's... The sun's rising up on the on the horizon, and um, and from here on out, well, I think Micah's gonna yeah Micah's every week in June. Steve every week in June, every week in June, Mike Micah's gonna be here hanging out, playing the piano, and uh, after the service, and so our our hopes are, the community will come back. You know we'll get used to being back around each other outside, and then we'll going to the sanctuary, 4th of July, and it's going to be a combination of 4th of July celebrating and also 2nd Exodus people celebrating. It's going to be like an Easter service. We're going to do the hallelujah chorus and everything. Uh, just because independence from this world, uh, because our King is Jesus the Christ and He lives. Amen? Amen. A um, couple of extra announcements. Uh, next week, actually this coming week, I'm on a staycation. And Sharon's been handed the keys to the place once again. And she'll answer any questions and she'll be preaching next Sunday. Um, and there'll be a picnic right after the service. Because we've, uh, as a session said, and still we can, until we can do potlucks again every first Sunday of the month, we're going to do picnics every first Sunday of the month. So come with your lunch after the service and just enjoy being outside with one another. And then in two weeks, we have a congregational meeting directly after the service. We just have some housekeeping stuff to, to, uh, to, to attend to. Are you glad you're here? I'm glad I'm right here. Okay, this, is, this, is, this is excellent. And I'm uh, praising God for each and every one of you listening on the podcast and then also each and every one of you that's here. Um, and a plus for me is it's, it's a cloudy day. So I'm not going to sweat as much as I usually do. Okay, um, Bob and Kathy, just a shout out. Love you guys like crazy. This whole, this whole, this whole encampment is in your corner forever. And uh, maybe we'll close down church one Sunday and just book flights and just all land, go to Oklahoma, right? That'd be weird. Okay, <laughs> Bob, be like, now what? Okay, uh, everybody stand for this morning's call to worship, please, if, you, if you'd be so inclined. And this is Psalm 29, which is actually interesting because it's a psalm that they would sing around the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, the Feast of Tabernacles happens in the fall and it celebrates the, not celebrates, but it, it, rec- it remembers that God takes care of his people no matter what. Um, and it celebrates or honors the time of 40 years in the desert. How nowhere was the people of God's home and everywhere 
was the people of God's home. And it's really fitting as we stand outside on this Memorial Day weekend, Holy Trinity Sunday. Listen to the words of the psalmist. Proclaim his majesty, all you mighty sons of Yahweh, giving all the glory and strength back to him. Be in awe before his majesty. Be in awe before such power and might. Come worship wonderful Yahweh, arrayed in all his splendor, bowing in worship as he appears in the beauty of holiness. Give him the honor due his name. Worship him wearing glory, wearing the glory garments of your holy priestly calling. Let's worship the Lord in spirit and in truth.
Good morning, PCC. I'm Rob Scroggins. If you don't know me, I'm the uh, student ministries director here at PCC. Happy to be here. I'm doing the children's message today. Um, and this is supposed to be a lifesaver. We made these for VBS a while back. Um, they seem better days, but you get the idea. Um, all right. Um, Many people love water sports, especially here in Orange County. I know my, myself, I love to stand up paddleboard, kayak, canoe. I think we all can, uh, you know, attest to that. I know there's probably some sailors out there. Um, but whether you're on a lake or a river or ocean or whatever body of water, it's always important to have a flotation device, right? Life jacket, uh, lifesaver. So, um, they're important for even good swimmers, right? Um, Everly's been going to swim class for every week since she was six months old. So, she says I'm a good swimmer, but she's really getting there. She is a good swimmer, though. Um, so, they're important for even good swimmers, right? Um, that could, could save your life. So, it reminds me of a story I heard about a group of people that are going, uh, they're going fishing on a really big lake. They're getting on a boat, and everyone's getting their life jackets on, except for one guy. He just refused to put on that life jacket, right? And so they went on their day, and they, uh, you know, went out on the lake, and sure enough, the weather turns. Waves start crashing up on the boat. Winds kick up, and strong enough where the boat flips over and everyone that had that life jacket got to the shore safe but that one guy that didn't wear his life jacket he struggled and guess what he didn't make it he didn't make it all the way to the to the shore and that is an important lesson because that man could have been saved right he could have could have made it to the shore if he had his life jacket now uh it re also reminds me of a bible verse that says, God so loved the world that he gave his only, one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now, Jesus is our life jacket, right? God sent him to earth to save us, and through his death and resurrection, we can be forgiven and have eternal life with God. All we have to do is believe in him. We'll still face storms, but when we do, we'll have our life jacket, right? Jesus is our lifesaver. So it's foolish to go out onto the water without a life jacket, but it's even more foolish to think that we can go out onto the river of life without him, right? Amen. So please pray with me. <clears throat> Dear God, I know you sent Jesus to, to die on the cross for us, to save us. I pray that each and every one here today will take hold of the one thing that can save us, your son, Jesus. Amen. Children and students are released to their lessons now. Thank you. As Rob reminded us, God did so love this world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Standing on that promise, let us confess our sin against God and neighbor together. God of grace, love, and communion, 
We confess that we have failed to love you with our heart, our soul, and mind, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. We ignore your commandments, stray from your way, and follow other gods. Have mercy on us. Forgive our sin and raise us to new life, that we may serve you faithfully and give honor to your holy name. Amen. God did not send his son to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. In the name of our Lord Christ Jesus, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Good morning. <clears throat> Good morning. Are you ready for a uh, doxology? We haven't done it for a long time. Uh, let's do it like the old times, a cappella this time. I give you the gift of a lower pitch so you don't have to strain too much this early in the morning. <clears throat> okay, ready? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Now we're going to have uh, two choral praises. And uh, the first one is in a more meditative, even it's majestic, uh, more meditative, introspective in a way, character. The second one, uh, the first one name is the majesty and glory of your name. And the second one is uh, the opposite of that. It's a very upbeat piece uh, in a more, uh, has a more contemporary feel to it. And uh, yeah, it's a big contrast between the two of them. But that's what we do here at PCC. Even choir is doing some a bit music at times. Uh, just wanted to mention that uh, both of them, uh, we have the words uh, in the order of service. So please consult your bulletin to orient with the words a little bit, which is going to help understand the message. So yes, both of them are in the bulletin. <laughs>
He is wonderful. We're finishing our series on the epistles of John. And uh, the first one, the lengthier of the three, um, could be to any church. And then the second one, you could see it was te- it was definitely to a specific church. They had similar problems with us, but uh, or in most churches. But you could tell that he was talking specifically to this one specific church. And now it gets even more specific. He's he's writing this third epistle, this fir- this third letter to Gaius. And let's get to the text. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health just as it is well with your soul. I was overjoyed when some of the friends arrived and testified to your faithfulness to the truth, namely how you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the friends, even though they are strangers to you. They have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on in a manner worthy of God. For they began their journey for the sake of Christ, accepting no support from non-believers. Therefore, we ought to support such people so that we may become co-workers with the truth. I've written something, something to the church but Diophanes, Diotrephes, sorry, I've had trouble uh, reading that even in preparation for this. We'll call him D, uh, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. So if I come, I will call attention to what he is doing in spreading false charges against us. And not content with those charges he refuses to welcome the friends and even prevents those who want to do so and expels them from the church beloved do not imitate what is evil but imitate what is good whoever does good is from god whoever does evil has not seen god everyone has testified favorably about demetrius and so has the truth itself We also testify for him. And you know that our testimony is true. I have much to write to you, but I would rather not write with pen and ink. Instead, I hope to see you soon. And we will talk together face to face. Peace to you. The friends send you their greetings. Greet the friends there, each by name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So there's three characters, Gaius, the guy I can't pronounce really well, we'll call him D, and Demetrius. And Demetrius is carrying the letter, and John has written the letter to this Gaius character. And we first see in verse 1 and 2, he not only likes Gaius, he loves him. He calls him beloved all the way through it. 
beloved. What a term of endearment. What a, what a cool thing. If, if I was Gaius, to get one of the best friends of Jesus to write me a letter and call me beloved, I, I might frame it. <laughs> I definitely would frame it, right? I would tattoo it on everything I owned. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a sticker guy. I would make stickers out of it and put them on your face just to remind me how much I'm loved by this John guy. And he, and he starts about why he likes this Gaius. In verses 3 through 8, he tells us, we get a window. We get a window into John's eyes seeing this Gaius character. And we get a window in how the early church looked. Um, I was serving as a college pastor in San Antonio, Texas, and I stole this idea from a guy named Mark McCormick. We did it when I was a college intern over at St. Andrews down the road. But I thought it'd be a good idea to get in one of the church vans and drive around Texas because I was serving in San Antonio, Texas, like I said, and visit all the, the students that had graduated from the high school program at the First Presbyterian Church of San Antonio. Um, and we put a bunch of miles on the church van. <laughs> we got in the car and I took my interns and we visited uh, and we we stayed in hotels just because I, I want to I wanna up the story. Because then the next year I was like, okay, we're doing good financially as a church. Let's get on a plane with the interns, fly into Raleigh-Durham, rent a car, and to save money we'll stay with old buddies of mine and old family friends that had uh, just, we've crossed paths. Like if I were to do this now, I'd be headed to Oklahoma, you know, I'd stay with the Rasmussen's. But, uh, so we get on this plane and we got this, in, we got a couple interns. And I tell you, that week I felt more alive than I've, uh, I felt like this text. We get this early window into the church where everything I got is yours. Everything you got is mine. Everywhere is my home, nowhere is my home. This real mentality that, which we've been learning over this whole year, right? The church isn't a building. The church isn't that space. The church is right here. It's us. And he loves this guy because he really gets that. And you get this really awesome picture, excellent picture of how the church, they saw everything in the correct perspective. They were journeying around and being hospitable to strangers. Notice why. Love, because they're so loved by the God of the universe that the God of the universe has sent Jesus, the one and only son for each and every one of them, and walking in truth. Love and truth mixed together equals hospitality equals being bound together by the truth that Jesus died for you and Jesus died for me. That no longer, we are, we're, we are no longer strangers. There's no such thing as strangers amongst second Exodus people, amongst kingdom of God people. We follow Jesus. We're of the same. Your name is the same as my name. 
of Christ. Everybody following that? I'm going to save applications just till the end. So that's the verses 2 through 8. And then you get a sidebar. And this is where it gets nitty and gritty. This D guy is really kind of selfish. Kind of sounds like he's a jerk, right? He's saying, okay. And he's, and he's saying it specifically to Gaius. And so we're reading Gaius's mail, literally, right? And so what can we glean from that? It's specifically to church leaders. If you consider yourself a church leader, draw some encouragement and draw some truth. Draw some uh, corrective instruction. Notice John says it how it is, right? Which is, um, how is it? In Second John, you really see that there's people against the Messiah. He calls them anti-Messiahs. They're trying to pull people away from the truth. This D guy isn't that. This D guy from all kind of notes from this text is he's a believer. He's one of that second Exodus people that he's talking about. But we glean from this, it isn't all going to be roses. We're still living in a broken world and there's still going to be people right around this circle that don't like us and we have conflicts with. Is that true? Sadly, yes, right? How is that comforting? I think it's really comforting. John's, John, the best friend of Jesus says this guy, he's way off course. He's kind of a jerk. Don't listen to him. Uh, because we're in the mix with one another, right? Family. Your blood related to some people that are pretty crazy, right? Am I the only one? Okay. Uh, you know, like, I ha- you know, like, you have to love them because you're blood related. But there's moments where, like, they're calling. I'm like, Throw my phone. Like, I, I don't want any to do with that. You know what I mean? Uh, that's the same with church family. It's going to get messy. We're going to butt heads. There's going to be people that say inside, outside, on the roof. Jason, I want you to stand on that roof next week. You know, like there's going to be, uh, you know, like there's an old saying, you know, you got two ri- rabbis looking at a text. You have at least three opinions, right? It's the same here. We got, we got 4,000 opinions right now. What are, you, what are your thoughts on my shirt? Later on, email me that, okay? okay. <laughs> uh, but this, it's messy. But he says, he says some gold. He says some gold right in the middle of that. What is it? Talk to God about it. If it's evil, cut it off. Stay away from it. God's got nothing to do with it. If it's got pride filled all over it, if it's got arrogant walking all over it, stay away from it. Imitate what is good. Walking in truth and in love 
he gives us another tool to put in our toolbox. Look for somebody doing the right thing and be like that. Be like that. This, my session, the, the elders at this church can attest. Barry Martinez, Todd Bolsinger, um, John Huffman, Mark McCormick. These are guys that, they're, that what they did in, in situations is what I do when I'm confused. This is, I'm, I'm still a rookie. I'm still making rookie mistakes. This is a year and a half in to my first ordained Presbyterian pastorship. Spent a lot of time in associate positions, spent a lot of time. This is it. And there's been numerous occasions where I've made missteps. You've, you've, you probably are angry about them, some of you, <laughs> still, you know, because I make mistakes. But I also know when I'm in a bind, I fall back on imitate, imitate the heroes that God has placed and trained me up with. Um, and then he ends the letter by saying, I got a lot more to say to you, but you know what? I'd rather see you face to face. Anybody else echo that? I've grown to, the service is good. I love getting together and I love worshiping with us, right? Something special happens. There's all kinds of stuff. We're equipped together as saints. This is sometimes a hospital where we're mended back together. This is sometimes a place where we get marching orders. All that gets in the mix. But I've grown to love right after, right after I say amen at the benediction, we hang out, right? Sometimes I'm just like, I can't wait till I get to hug Kathy, from the side. That's the illegal disclaimer, okay? We're both masked, vaccinated. We sprayed each other with off. And uh, we dapped each other in antibacterial first and then hug each other. But there's something to be said about in a month from now, we're going to going back. Right now, we got three out of four p pistons firing, right? At best. And it's going to be good. I'm just saying... This is really encouraging because um, I can't wait to be face-to-face -face with y'all back in that room. Um, honestly, in my ADD, ADHD-ness, I skipped over one of them. Nope, I didn't. Good job. Good job, Jay. <laughs> applications. Applications. There's tons of them. Isn't it cool, this power punch little right at the end? Specifically, John says this stuff to this guy, this guy, and we can look over his shoulder and see this stuff. Um, one of them is recreate that. We called the first one the Lone Star Tour and the other one East Coast Tour. Recreate that on a smaller scale. See each day, see each week, and inject some journey in there. Remember our rootedness in, as first church people. And as we get to like gather more, gather more. You know? Surprise Pachi and Troy over at their learning center. You know? Or schedule, find, find one of those directories and call up somebody that you've kind of been sitting near and call them up and say, hey, let's meet for coffee sometime this next couple of weeks. 
Let's get together outside of this town uh, time. And then also transform those little trips to Ralph, all those times that you're just going places and see if, is it near anybody that you know and love? And can you leave a note on somebody's car? Can you encourage some people? We, we've gotten, we've kind of gotten this truth in a deep way that we are the church over this time. But we, we could use a little stretching in the, we are journey people also. We hold on to everything loosely and we, we welcome the stranger at the drop of a hat, right? Walk in love and truth, like he said in all three of his letters. Welcome the stranger. Be reminded it's not all roses. It hasn't been all roses since the beginning. We're gonna, we're gonna butt heads. We're gonna have little conflicts. We're gonna have to iron some stuff out and circle around and make sure that everybody's feeling heard and feeling loved and feeling encouraged. Uh, but even more, we get to contact with one another. We get to talk to one another. We get to work through these things together. And we get to imitate those, those things that we've seen done that are true. And then face to face. Most pragmatic is start getting in the habit of spending some time face to face right after I say amen at the end of this benediction. And it can spill over to the week. It can spill over all the parts of your life. Right? Amen. Karen, thanks for nodding. You know, it's like, okay, I can, I can do that. Okay. Um, I call for the offering now. That's, that's what I do. And uh, next week, Sharon will deliver the message. And then we're going to be going into the book of Ezra. And Ezra is a prophet that talks about rediscovering the joy of serving God after times of exile. Is that us or not? Right? That's what I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm actually really excited about our next series. But um, God continues to be good with it, to us and through you. Um, and not only prayerfully give offerings and tithes, we could figure out some ways that you can get involved in serving too. Um, our service team is, <laughs> you know, our buildings and grounds, now they're having an influx. There's some people that have showed up and Dave Elliott's one of them, but there's a couple of people that are showing up that uh, are here to just like pitch in. But the Allens and the Elstons, are, are, they're ragged after this year of setting up all these tents and all this stuff like that. As we go back inside, prayerfully discern whether you could be a part of any part of serving this team, us, right and left, as we get back in there. I'm specifically thinking about uh, the Atkins family have been doing 90% of like all the tech stuff. And we're about to go back in and there's a slideshow pre presentation. Do you remember that? We put th things up on the slides. We put things up on the slides. And I feel like I'm in the Atkins' shoes and I'm seeing that and I'm like, okay, I'm at the end of a hurdler's race and now I need to climb a wall. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so uh, many hands make light lifting. Think of your grandkids. Think of your kid kids. Think of anybody. 
thick and put together a slide. I know Zeke, I'm signing him up. He doesn't even know about it yet. <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, this morning's tithes and offerings are now received. And then uh, if you're at home listening on the podcast, just uh, make the check out the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant and make a, mail it to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California. 92628. Let's joyfully give back to God what He's blessed us with. <clears throat> I think it was June 2017 that uh, I was thinking that uh, July 4th was first, uh, you know, fast approaching. And I said, What am I going to do? All the arrangements are very difficult. And I had in mind our uh, brave men in the choir. And um, I told them, look, I'm going to make a deal with you. Uh, I will write an easy or easier arrangement. And you have to tip me for that. And the tip is going to come in the form of more rehearsal to, to, to be able to, get, to accomplish that. So here it came, uh, the, uh, America the Beautiful in a uh, men's uh, group arrangement and it is it is uh, it was done by uh, in the in recording by the men of our uh, choir
to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Let us now go to the Lord in a time of prayer. We seek you, O God, and make supplication to you, not only for ourselves, but for our neighbors, whom you have commanded us to love as we love ourselves. Hear our intercessions in the name of Jesus, who loved us and gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity. Revitalize the church. May we be your eyes to see human suffering, your ears to hear cries for help, your hands to gently touch, your feet to go wherever we are needed. Keep your church strong to do your will on earth as it is done in heaven. We pray for our nation and its leadership. Raise up as leaders persons after your own heart that we may be led with wisdom, with liberty, and with justice for all. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you shed your grace on us. Once again, we come to you with hearts saddened by unbelievable violence and terrorism that affects our world. We pray for the families of the victims of the mass shooting this week. And again, another shooting in Miami last night for the little boy who died during a road rage shooting, for those people in the cars that were shot at for no particular reason. We pray for our nation where such acts are becoming too commonplace. We pray that people may find other ways to express their feelings or frustrations. We pray for a kinder, gentler nation Help us, Lord, renew us. We pray for this country with its racial, ethnic, personal diversity. We ask that new attitudes of understanding may replace racism and bigotry and bias, break down barriers that divide. Help us as individuals to reach out in love to those suffering from discrimination. Compassionate God, on this Memorial Day weekend, we remember and give thanks for those who have given their lives in the service of our country. When the need was greatest, they stepped forward and did their duty to defend the freedoms that we enjoy. We take time today to uplift the heavy hearts of those for whom Memorial Day is more than just a mere diversion or the start of summer fun, but is instead a painful time of reflection, remembrance, and enduring bereavement. Our Lord Jesus called us to love one another and said there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for another. Incline us to honor their memory, dear Lord, with a sincere pledge to seek peace 
and nonviolent solutions to world problems. We gather as a small part of your church, O oh God, to pray for each other and to pray for your church. We pray your blessings on those who are particularly in need today, for those who are sick and in need of healing. We claim your promise of wholeness as we pray for those who are ill in body or mind and who long for your healing touch. Make the weak strong, the sick healthy, and the broken whole. Use us as instruments of your loving care. And today we pray for the Rasmussen's as they move on into the next, next phase of their life. And we pray that you walk beside them, before them, and be with them in every step of this journey. May they go with the love of this church and may your love surround them in all that they do. Into your hands, O oh God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Uh, I mentioned in my sermon I, I make mistakes. Uh, one such mistake was last week was Pentecost, and I had numerous people translate my benediction into different languages, and I failed to tell Elizabeth that everyone was going to be saying it at the same time. And so Elizabeth is going to be giving us the benediction in German, and then I will give it in English. And would you please stand, anybody who's able or willing or feels like it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Check the microphone. Yeah. Say hi, Elizabeth. He hello. Oh, yeah. It would be funny <laughs> if she said hi, Elizabeth. And her name yeah. is, anyway. This oh, is oh. ein... My wife just said, hold it for her. Anyway. Dies ist ein deutscher Sonntagssegen. Möge Gott dich segnen und beschützen. Und möge das Antlitz des Herrn sich leuchtend bei dir zeigen und dir Frieden gewähren. Möge der Herr sein Wesen auf dich häufen und dir Frieden bringen. Und möge der Frieden Gottes der über allem Verstehen liegt, eure Herzen und euren Sinn im Namen von Jesus Christus hochhalten. Amen. And now in English. Thank you, Elizabeth. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so.